This is episode number 188 with Gary V of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Barbara Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high-quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan and I am your host of this show and also CEO of Founder Magazine. If you're new here, we interview some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation to really unpack and distill and get them to share their experiences with you, what it takes to build and grow a successful business. And Wow, we are in for an absolute treat. Uh, today's episode, we interview the one and only Gary Vanyachuk. He's uh, everywhere. Like This guy is a massive inspiration to me. I study and follow his stuff a lot when it comes to social and business building and team building and brand building. This guy's a superstar, and I really, um, really tried to think hard and long around the questions that I wanted to ask him because I know he's done a lot of interviews, he's done a lot of press, he's absolutely everywhere, he talks about a lot of things. So what can you expect in this interview? You can hear things from Gary like how he finds a D-Rock, you know, he, he has people following him around. How, how, like should you be doing that, you know, it, even if you're in a B2B, like wherever you're at with your business, should you be, if you have a local business, like should you be creating content around yourself as the founder and, and documenting uh, your journey and, and sharing that with people to connect and build your brand? Uh, I also asked him, you know, why he's acquiring other media companies right now. He acquired a company called Pure Wow. I also asked him around how he masters channels because when I spoke to him last time, this is our second interview with Gary, one thing he said to me after we mastered Instagram and it was it was a game changer. He said, Nathan, you have to work towards conquering all of those channels. And, you know, that's that's been really powerful for us because now we've gone on to master not only just Instagram but Facebook, Twitter podcasting, soon blogging, and soon YouTube. So that's something that we're focusing on as well. Um, so I, I asked him really, like, how do you how do you do that? Like, what do you, what's, your, what's your practice? Like, how, what should people think about when they're doing that? So anyways, Gary shares a ton of gold with you, and you're going to absolutely love this interview. I, I learned a lot. So 
that's it from me, guys. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do take the time to leave us a review. Uh, it, it helps us more than you can imagine. Please do let any of your entrepreneurial or founder friends know um, because you're doing a favor. I hope so. <laughs> All right. That's it for me, guys. Now let's jump into the show. Crushing it. What can people expect to learn in your new book? I think the book's ambition is to help people take control of their professional uh, careers and or their businesses upside by becoming best-in-class practitioners in the modern social digital media landscape and getting them to A, understand how big the opportunity is to become the, the, the lady that's most known for taxes in Brisbane, Australia, or the guy that's best known for dog walking in Seoul, Korea, and then stories of other people that did it after I wrote the first version of this book called Crush It Nine Years Ago to make them realize I'm not an anomaly. I'm just a preview at the time back in 2009. And then hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, have gone out and built their businesses around themselves online. And then a real heavy dose of the upfront rah-rah slash why, like the strategy on why this is happening and the mental place you need to be in to get there. And then in the back end, from musically to podcasting to LinkedIn to Facebook, you know, what, what to do on Facebook, what to do on Twitter, what to do on Instagram, once you've decided you want to be the foremost known beekeeper or, or the, the person that most knows how to sell real estate using Instagram. Uh, and so it is, a, uh, it is a state of the union Bible on the obnoxious opportunity that we have as individuals in today's digital ecosystem. Love it, man. I'm looking forward to my copy. So when it comes to channels, uh, one thing you told me two years ago, which I, I really have taken on, I think it was really smart. As I said, you said, you don't, you, you don't focus like on just one channel. You try and conquer them all. What, like what, what, what channel are you focusing right now on in terms of social to conquer? And you know, what's your process of mastering a channel? Can you like describe that to us in like a minute? What, 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 like, how could you, yeah. yeah. Before I do that, so I remember our interview, and I remember actually whether it was during the interview or right after, you kind of made a reference to that. Can you tell me how that has manifested for you? Like, what happened when you started diversifying outside of just Instagram? Yeah, well, you know, we started doing podcasting and we're really going, the podcast is going really well. And then we started ma mastering Facebook. So, what one thing that somebody says, or a lot of people often say to us, is we're quite omnipresent and they see us everywhere. And now our channel, now a channel we're focusing on is blogging and now YouTube. So we're just we're just getting way more omnipresent, and the brand is growing. People are finding it in other ways. Like 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 I would never read a book, right? Yeah. But other people do, right? I don't watch blogs, but other people do. I don't read LinkedIn but other people do. I don't consume mean video content on Instagram, but other people do. Um, and on and on and on. So here's my point. You've got to make one or two decisions. Either you're the kind of person that wants to get one platform down and really get down and use that as but the, the match that starts your whole world. In 2009, when Crush It came out, I was just hoping somebody would do well on YouTube or Twitter, right? Mm. In 2018, here we are, a lot of people got something going somewhere, 
And a lot of what I'm trying to push people to is to be more omnichannel and get deeper. I decide I'm going to go into a new frontier and I work my face off and I test and learn a lot. I don't get, I think way too many people decide they're going to do a blog and then they spend three months on the strategy of doing a blog instead of just starting to fit and fit. I figured out how to ride a bike as I'm getting on it and falling off of it and then eventually figuring it out. Most people in business want to learn how to ride a bike by reading a book and watching YouTube video tutorials. Got it? Mm. Like I wanted to do a podcast. It was called, you know, the Ask Gary V show. It was the audio transcription of my show, Ask Gary V from YouTube a couple years ago. And it did good because I'm known and I'm good, but it was like the 300th best podcast in the world, the 700th. Then I decided to get more serious. Uh, last De- uh, December of 16, while I was on vacation, what came out of that mind was I was going to do something called the audio experience, which meant that I would produce original content. I would take audio from the video my blog was doing and transcribe it there and on and on and on and on. So all of a sudden, we're in a place where my podcast is become a top 75 because it's better. I wouldn't have got there from the beginning if I hadn't done the Ask Gary I have a super phone account where I have a cell phone number that usually I put in my Alexa voice right now. I don't have it, but I've put out this cell phone number and it's a CRM and a text messaging platform. I thought that I was going to use it to engage with people. What ended up happening was I found myself on Twitter and engaged there more than ever. And what my, my text messaging platform has become is me only right hooking where I'm like, Hey, buy my book. Hey, I'm this. It's not bringing any value. What am I doing this week? Literally this week, I'm rebranding it to something called Gary first in line. What is that going to be? It's going to be either incredible jabs, which means, Hey, everybody in first in line, I'm giving you 500 hoodies from this awesome company that I've been talking to, or I'm giving you 53 tickets to this conference I'm doing, or the first person to hit me up on Twitter with the answer to this question will win a $10,000 4Ds ticket at VaynerMedia. Things that are incredible for other people, and you will get information here before I do it on social, first in line, or you'll be the first people that can buy my new sneaker, buy my new book, buy my new whatever. So I'm, I'm rebranding it. I would have never gotten to that because just four months ago, my strategy was to use it as a place to go one-on-one and texting with me seems cool. I'm not crippled with perfect. I'm crippled with not doing. I put on a pedestal doing and not doing. Most people put on a pedestal perfect. That's why I win. That's why most people lose. Because if you don't do the action, you have no shot. I never think ever in my life and my first strategy and execution on a platform or in a business or on a anything is ever going to be the right thing. Sometimes it is. And I'm like, oh, that was clever. And kudos. Most of the time it's not. But I don't know how to make the dish better if I don't taste it while I'm making it and realize that I need to add more salt. Gotcha. So just coming back to personal brands, I know that uh, crushing it, you, you th- that's a big part and of of – I guess everything that you do, um, one thing I'm really curious about is when it comes to personal brands versus building a scalable asset, if somebody's building a business and they don't want, they want to build maybe a, a business that's, I guess, not reliant on their personal brand, if they were to, you know, a form of liquidity would take yeah. place. What, yeah. what's, your, what's your advice on that? Because I think that can sometimes my advice, be, my advice uh, is, yep. 
my advice is couple fold. Number one, you should never do anything you don't want to do because it won't work. So that's number one. Number two, I pondered this question. Many businesses can start off very associated to the person and then become bigger than the person. VaynerMedia is that, mm. right? The Honest Company is that. That's sort of the Jessica Alba's thing. Like, and honestly, there's a million of these. There's so many more that people realize. They start off as something. A lot of infomercial brands, you know, a lot of celebrity brands. Uh, PureWow, the men's lifestyle company that I bought, uh, started off as Woody Goldberg's Daily Candy competitor. Like, so people don't know that anymore, just like they don't know a lot of things that started off. Bunsen Water started off as 50 cents Gatorade. <laughs> It's definitely not that anymore. So I would say a couple of things. Number one, it's very easy to siphon off your business if the service or product is awesome when you decide to siphon off of it, right? Yep. Wine Library became very synonymous with me. I haven't run that business in, in six, seven years, right? Yeah. Um, but it still has the equity of. Michael Jordan, literally there are kids that wear, I saw this happen the other day. There are kids that wear Jordans I don't fully know that it's like really Michael Jordan. That like like it became a brand, right? And so, a everybody can siphon off their brand if they choose to build a national brand. B you don't have to. Three a lot of the things that you do for a personal brand are exactly what you should do for that logo, and you can build up in a lot of similar ways of understanding the channels and the content. Obviously. Uh, bottle of seltzer water is different than a human, but a lot of similarities in a content strategy and understanding if you really get it. Gotcha. So when it comes to, you, you talk a lot about uh, documenting versus creating. I'm curious as well, there's something that come through is um, local biz, B2B SaaS, service-based businesses, like who sh should every, even, even those kinds of industries, should yes. they be still documenting and not creating? Yes. Yes, because I'll tell you why. The Office is a hit sitcom all around the world in every version. Literally, if there's a SaaS business who decides to put out a sitcom, I'm not kidding now. I know this is far-fetched. You're a law firm, a conservative law firm, and you decide to do a three-minute video every day of characters in the office. Whether that is, this is the smartest lawyer in the world and it's very tutorial, or it's a very self-deprecating uh, environment. I mean, I would go to a restaurant in New York City tomorrow if there was a video they were putting out for three minutes every day about how silly the wait staff and the kitchen staff were because it just brings awareness. This has been proven a long time ago. So, yes, everybody is a media company. There's a very big difference between PBS and ESPN and the Home Shopping Network and the Playboy Channel and and CNN and Fox, they all have very different things, but they're all media properties. So yes, there's a difference if you have a SaaS finance app versus being a sporting goods store versus being, you know, Tony Robbins, sure. But I believe we have now crossed the chasm into the world where everybody has to be a media producer, and then that is bringing awareness to their business. I think advertising as we knew it, is morphing into acting like a media company. And, the, and that's where we are right now. I believe that Coca-Cola in 25 years 
looks a lot more like CNN than looks like an advertiser on CNN. Yeah, gotcha. And when it comes to advice for finding a D-Rock, if you're not a Gary V and you're just getting started out, but you, you know, your company's doing well and you can afford to, to hire a D-Rock, but you don't have a personal brand like a Gary V, what's your advice? Because there's a lot of people that want to do well, video, first, but yeah. yeah. So first of all, you need to realize that, that uh, D-Rock is not that talented, right? <laughs> You've got to quantify that. Meaning he's extraordinarily talented, but our narrative, it's because I'm not that talented. What was so right about what D-Rock and I have done and now what Babin and I do and Iris and I do and what many other people do is the strategy is so right. Right. And so it, because we were pioneers, you know, like it, D-Rock has become, uh, I failed all my English classes, whether it's an adjective or a verb or, or you know, whatever it is, but it's, like, this is, it's insane to me how, you know, it must be fun for him. The amount of people that say that, like the amount of times today, and by the way, I think that number is 147. It's not like 4 million, but like the fact that 147 people today said, I need a D-Rock, that's cool. That means we did something. We put a little flag in the ground. Because there was Casey and many other people before me that were first party vlogging. But what I think we did is we created the reality TV kind of version of this second person, like film productions. But here's what I'll say. There are so many awesome kids, creators that are desperate to film somebody. I see it every day. There's a, I'm coming across tons of people every day who are not very, and by the way, I'm a different Gary today than I was when D-Rock wanted to do it. Now I can probably get 10,000 people lined up. Back then I probably could have got 100. So I'm in a different place. But most people are at zero because they don't realize how many incredible kids are so fascinated by the revolution, the concept of a D-Rock, that now they want to be a D-Rock. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you, I mean, D-Rock happens to be here, by the way, he's filming as we speak. I'm sure D-Rock, you get a DM every day of people saying, I want to be a D-Rock. Yeah, I mean, you know, and of course they want to do that for Beyonce. But the reality is there's a lot of people that just want to do it for a CEO of their town because they're going to get either experience or they'll get paid. I think people just need to put it out there, literally on your LinkedIn, on your Facebook, and on your Twitter, or whatever the hell you have. You literally say, I want to D-Rock. You link to something we put out or not even us, whatever, just create the context. And I genuinely believe you'll have seven people, regardless of who you are, as long as you're doing something interesting. The more interesting your job is, nobody can know who you are and they're interested. And if your job is boring, there's still people willing to get paid a little bit because they want work. Yeah, love it. And, you know, we have to work towards wrapping up, but um, one thing I, I think uh, a lot of people would be really curious to hear your answer is, is can you have it all? Like, you're, you know, everybody is, is you know, you've, you've built this a massive, you know, company, personal brand, you know, you've got an amazing family and life and, and like, can, can you have it all? Is it ever enough? Yeah, I mean, I think I had it all the day I started. I think people are confused by what having it all is. To me, having it all is the ability to try. I have it all because, on May 17th, 1998, I left and had it all. It was called, I still had to appease my parents and finish up college. The next day, I started working in a liquor store by my rules, my way, my journey. I just, and I decided that I wanted to help build my business for him. And then I decided I wanted to be a video person on YouTube when it first came out. 
I just I wanted to invest. And then I decided I wanted to build an agency when everybody thought that was stupid. And then I decided I wanted to come out with a sneaker and write books and do all this stuff. I have it all every day because professionally, which you have a shocking amount of one time in life, I'm doing what I want to do. And every day I eat shit and every day bad stuff happens. And every day it's super hard because when you're the alpha, when you're the number one, when it's yours, everything is your fault. It's all on you. And whether that's with yourself in the mirror or being accountable for a thousand or 10,000 or 100,000 people, I have it all. Like, because just trying to achieve this professionally is all. When you start thinking it's $100,000, million, or it's a Lamborghini, or it's a, being on the cover of a magazine, or it's investing in something, or when you start thinking something, you will never have it all. When you think it's the bad itself, the trying, you got it from the day you start. I really believe that. Love it, man. And um, why, why the acquisition in Pure Wow? Um, are you looking to acquire more more companies or acquire that, more? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to build a huge. Yeah, I want to acquire more and start more. I want to buy your company if I decided that's the right thing to do because I want to compete in the entrepreneurial space. I'll buy Sports Illustrated as a classic brand. I'll start something around jumping. Like I want to build a communications Death Star, and that comes in an agency form. And that comes in a studio form with Vayner Studios where I'll produce documentaries and sitcoms and movies someday. And that comes in owning modern media companies. And so if the world crashes and I can play once, you know, whether it's Huntington Post or BuzzFeed or Vice, like you never know how all these things play out. Um, my long-term vision is to own all parts of the communication cycle. And so I bought PureWow for that reason. We'll start more and buy more and pay more and more, more, more. <laughs> I try, try. Love it. Awesome, man. Well, look, uh, we'll wrap there. Hey, last brother. last question is, where's the best yeah. place people can find out more about crushing it? Grab a copy. I mean, look, there is nobody, there is nobody who's listening to this podcast who's not smart enough to figure that part out. Here's what I want to say. Please let this interview be the, the starting point for you to finally do exactly what you know you should be doing. Whatever's holding you back, you will regret it because not being in the process of having it all because you're crying is, is leaving happiness on the table. Love it. Thank you so much for your time, man. Cool. See ya. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in-depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.